All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Noble with Noble. This is episode 11. Uh, if you were listening last week, I do again apologize for the whole mic situation, uh, but we figured it out. We got some extra mics today as backups just in case. Uh, but anyway, today we got uh, another special guest. We got Roey Dunkelman. Roey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, for those who know or don't know Roey, uh, he started a business making um, erotic uh, erotic uh, cutting boards Somebody for it, yeah. for uh, charcuterie. And so I guess, you know, I, I don't want to say too much, but you can uh, sort of explain and, you know, talk about the business. Yeah, we'll, so we'll get into it. Thanks for having me. Noble with Noble. It's a hell of a name. Yeah. I know that was Kenny's contribution. It was Kenny, yeah. Such a good, such a good so, name. Such a Kenny Perfect. Thing, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's got his mark on it. Yeah. Um, Yes, they are like erotic cheese boards, more specifically dick-shaped charcuterie boards. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the elevator pitch. That's, that's kind of what it is. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to for the last uh, like 16 months. It's been like, so 16 months total, like 14 months full-time, if you want to kind of put it like that. But it's funny you mention erotic because that was a name I was considering uh for the for the brand and it would be like instead of the t it'd be a d so it'd be like a rod dick dick? oh that's actually smart which was good but the only thing is like i thought people would look at it and be like arrow dick or like i I don't know if they could like put two and two and i was flirting with other names um but landing on cockuterie for I, i i like i like the name obviously but it is a little on the nose kind of thing it's like you really like you have them. to you're you're specific in one one thing yeah well it's like it's also just like you're you're telling people what it is which is which does work out because uh you know just like given like the like how obscure the product is it's nice that like you walk them there and like you really tell them what it is but yeah it's funny you mentioned erotic because that's certainly a name i was flirting with but um yeah that's uh what do you want to know that's, would, would you <laughs> would you have put the k at the end for erotic would it, yeah it were a raw dick or it just yeah, be like, yeah 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 i think okay. it would have been great honestly yeah. looking back on it but then like you kind of paint yourself in a box because like now we do like boobs and yeah i mean i mean cockery i mean so i still have the same problem because cockery is like again you're putting a kind of a, a putting it into a box but i'm like I, i'm flirting with a couple of different ideas if i'm like really thinking about product expansion but we'll have to see that's good well you can always just you know keep the same name and then have it expanded to more, right? So I guess you sort of, you thought about this when you first started. I did. I was actually forewarned. I was like, I was like speaking to a buddy and he's like, if you really like, if you do think you're going to eventually like branch into other products, then like maybe doing like an umbrella, uh, an umbrella name and then have like, instead of the company being cockatoo boards, that would just be the SKU name. Right. Which works, which I think like also has merit, but uh, like I thought like Naughty Wood would be like, a good one but then again like then i have to do just wood stuff so like but i don't think it has to be taken that seriously but we're we're flirting with no some I, th- stuff. I think it's yeah. smart no i think i think it's a great name yeah and like you said it's it's to the point it's forward people understand it yeah exactly. and when you hear it you know exactly what the product is which you know it could be good or bad because sometimes people are like oh like you know what is that i want to be more invested but at the same time when you have the name when you have like the the idea in the name people know like they're like okay like this is something that i could get behind yeah exactly like you just walk them there and, and then like there's a lot of like even in the name 
there's still like that head tilt moment where people are like, you can see them not get it. And then you can see when they put two and two. Cause like I do a bunch of like shows, markets, pop-ups and I have like these two, like eight foot banners and like, you know, like those like collapsible banners yeah, yeah, that people yeah. have like, yeah, obviously, you know, all that type of stuff. But I'd like have two of them. One of them is just like three boards stacked, like a picture of three boards stacked on top of each other with this different spreads. And then the other one is just like as big a, as big a dick I can make on this thing. And it's literally like six feet tall. Um, and then it's just cockroachery boards. And then like, they're like looking at it. They're like looking at my table that has all the stuff on it and they can't quite get it. And then they like look up at me and I just point them in the direction of like that huge banner that's six with the six foot dick. And they're like, oh. Now they get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Now they get it. I'm that's like, smart. You like, get it's it good from, like this whole fucking display. Like, oh, are we cursing on this thing? Yeah, you can, okay. yeah, you, you can, you can swear if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, it's in the name, right? Like uh, otherwise we have yeah. probably blank out cock every single time that's that true it, that's right? true so. yeah so um yeah even in my attempt to handhold people uh to telling them what the brand is all about sometimes you gotta push them a little more yeah. but it's all good that's good that's as long smart. as they get there they're, they're gonna get they're there. gonna get there they're gonna get yeah. there. that's good so yeah so how did you start because obviously you know both of us were sort of similar or the same not really sure what to do during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah. I guess you came up with the idea and went from there. Yeah, yeah and, and off we went. Uh, yeah, so so I would credit it to like, so have you heard of ClearBank, ClearCo? Um, I don't think so. They're going, they're going through th- some turmoil right now because they're like one of those like Toronto tech companies um, that are kind of feeling the brunt like a lot of the tech companies right now. But uh, I started there, right? It was my first job after school, which was like prime pandemic. And the idea of the company is non-dilutive growth capital for direct-to-consumer brands. So, uh, and I was like responsible for trying to give companies money. And uh, so I was like talking to founders of these direct-to-consumer companies uh, like day in, day out. And I was like listening to their struggles and like why they need this money and how they plan on using it. And that was like my first exposure into like the other side of what it's like to be like a, like a company owner, a brand owner. And I was like... I don't know. I don't think these people are, I mean, obviously like they've done something right, but like just listening on the other end of the phone, I was like, I don't know if these people are like all that impressive. Like it seems like something I could probably do. And I think that was like what really kind of tipped the scale. And then, uh, I wasn't like, Oh, I could do this now. I need a product. I was just like, it was that, uh, coupled with, I kind of, this idea come came to me randomly one day. Truthfully, I was in like, I was in a whole foods, and uh, I just saw a display of regular charcuterie boards. And uh, I was like, these are nice, but they'd be a whole lot funnier in the shape of a dick. And that was like my immediate thought. Uh, like the like the Jonah Hill syndrome. Like it just, mine's always thinking about dicks. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, that's, how, that's what I put on my about us. Cause like, it's not fictitious. Like that is literally what happened. I was in a Whole Foods, saw boards. I'm like, there's one thing missing. And then that was the idea. That was like the, the, the genesis of the idea. Yeah, because that, that was my question: was why dicks? I don't really. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- mean, I, I just, think it's it's hilarious. I just like it, there's no reason. I know people always ask me, expecting some sort of like glamorous like aha moment, but it was like literally just like just came to me. Um, uh, so, anyways, my immediate thought was like, ah, that's like maybe funny, but like probably dumb, and like probably exists, and like probably and like probably dumb, and like whatever. This just like um came to me, and it was like you know out of my system 
like just as it came in. And then I don't know, I felt myself or I found myself coming back to the idea like days later, I'm like, ah, I don't know, like I maybe it could be there with like bachelorette parties and, and kind of things like that. And then I'm like, I bet this exists. And it did. So there's this company called Dick Cheeseboards. Uh, don't love the, don't, that, that don't love not, the name for obvious don't love reasons. The name, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, us circumcised folk, we, we didn't have to deal with that. But uh, um, and I was like looking at their social media and like it was just kind of bland and they weren't like leaning into it the way that like I thought I would lean into it. Like, should this be like my company or my brand or what have you? Was it Canadian or was it American? I think in the or? States. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah. I still think the dick cheese boards. Terrible. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, I hope it's like it's at so least bad. ironic. It's I hope it's so at least bad. ironic and not like, oh, this is funny. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, this is smart. Um, anyway, so I was like, I don't know. These guys are like, I could probably do better. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, I, and it's also just like, there was like, aside from them, there's like, like pretty it's a it's a very low competition it's, yeah, market. It's, it's, like, it's a very like, small there's niche. There's them, and then there's like you know a couple of like people that do this like custom on like Etsy, like those types of marketplaces. But like this is as no competition as it gets, right? Um, so it's like all right, like I could probably do better. And then uh, uh, I think what like really pushed me over the edge was like it was just COVID, like you mentioned, like I was going stir crazy, just like I needed to shake things up. And it wasn't even like I was like determined to start a business. I was just like, these are funny. They should exist and I should have a hand in that. And that those were like my kind of like my three main things. Like I wasn't thinking about like starting a business, like getting money to, you know, start the business, spinning up a website. It wasn't that. It was just like those three things that I mentioned that was like enough for at me for enough for me to at least like take the plunge on like, all right, let's see like how far we could actually get with this thing. So then I just like, started reaching out to manufacturers. Uh, I reached out to like maybe 75 local manufacturers, just in like GTA kind of stuff. Uh, a lot, of, like I didn't hear back from most of them. The ones that I did hear back from were like, nah. And then like the other percentage of the ones I did hear back from were like, they're probably too expensive. Or there was some reason not to pursue with them, but I ended up getting referred to uh, my, who became my initial manufacturer in Kingston. And I got on a call with him and, and he was like, no, I get it. I see it. Like, I'd be happy to help. Uh, gave me like the prices um, and like the, the two options that he gave me at first were um, it was either like he can make me a fully finished board. So like ready to sell. So sanded, oiled, like food treated with food, safe oil, all that stuff. Or he gives me like just the raw version and I would have to absorb some labor uh, and then like, you know, get it out that way. And I thought like, you know, I was just getting this off the ground. I had the time, uh, who knows if this is going to exist into the next batch, right. into the next order. Um, and so like my thought process was like, I'll keep costs down. I'll absorb as much labor as possible. Like I'm pretty decent with my hands. So I was like, I'm sure I could figure it out. And so, you know, we did 50 boards. My dad gave me like the, the two grand for that. And then, uh, uh, you know, I, I took my time, I sanded them, I oiled them. I, I got like a, a tabletop laser engraver. Um, and that's that like really, I don't know if it changed the business, but it's a great aspect of, of the product offering because like offer customizations on these boards. Yeah, pe people love the customization. People, love, people yeah. love it. Like it's not even like a couple here and there. It's, I'd say it's like 40%. Yeah, it's more personalized. People want to see 
their name on something, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it feels more true, especially if it's a gift. Yes. Right? Because you yes. can just go to the store, right? Pick up a random, like you said, just like a cutting board and give it to them as a gift. And it's like, okay, whatever. You got me a nice cutting board. Mm-hmm. Or even if you see, uh, you know, like like the dick shape one, like you could just go in the store and whatever. There's probably a row of, of 10 of them. But if you add the customization aspect of it where people can put their actual name you know, first name, last name, whatever kind of funny message. I'm. Sh- it's so much better. It changes it. It actually changes it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Like I, I learned how to fiddle around with that and uh, like slap a logo on it and whatever. And so yeah, I had fifty. And then like I was just very fortunate to have like a pretty successful um, pre-launch campaign. Like I was just like frantically DMing everyone I could, be like, hey, it was a classic like, copy and paste message. It was like, hey, like little known fact, I've been kind of working at something for the last like eight months. Uh, I'm, I'm launching next week. We really appreciate the support, like just sharing, tagging, whatever. Um, and like to my, not to my surprises, like I think lowly of people, but just like I was like very moved with how many people actually like stood behind me in and yeah. in, in pumping this thing. I'm pretty sure you said it to me too. I'm pretty sure I shared it as well. Just yeah, like no, the, that I, yeah. first launch. Because you, uh, you know, obviously you want to support your friends' businesses. You know, it's mm-hmm. and having that that friend group or the people around you, like you said, to support you is is the biggest thing. Yeah, no, it was like I was like really mo- like I was really uh, surprised like to how many like there's certain there's obviously expectations around like your close circle. You're like you'd at least hope that the support was there, which it was. But even like it into the fringes of 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 different social circles, where like I met this person once, I somehow. We somehow follow each other. Like I was sending it to everyone. I didn't, I, didn't, I had no filter on this thing, uh, and like so many. Like I, you, it's essentially you couldn't go through people's stories without seeing it. Like that was a moment where I was like, wow, this is pretty sick. And then like my first ever, my first ever post, uh, I think got like a thousand comments or something. Wow, which was like just, on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, or? Yeah, so it was on Instagram. Uh, let me scroll all the way down here. But yeah, like my, it was like, it just got like over a thousand comments. Like there was so much, so much engagement and, uh, people really, really liked it. And I was just like really blown away. And yeah, so the launch was like, I, you know, it was like, I posted like a few pieces of content every day for like a week and then opened the store. So it was September 15th, 2021. So like the week before I would like, I was posting every day and then like the, the site was like not like inaccessible. And then like September 15th at midnight, I like turn the site on and i think it was like 12 minutes later i got my first sale through shopify and it was funny um shopify is a wicked good chime like a cha-ching sound effect when you get a sale and i had no idea because i I hadn't hadn't had my first first one one, and i was just like chilling like i I flipped the site live and i'm just like it was like midnight so i was getting ready for bed or whatever and it just came out of nowhere I was so fired up and I was like a kid on Christmas. Like I barged into my parents' room. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking sale. I got my fucking yeah. first sale. Oh, I'm um, sure it was so excited. They're like, shut up. Like it was like one of those. But uh, yeah, like right now it's sitting at 1,800 comments. That's crazy. Yeah. And that was like my first, first post. Like it was pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, and uh, yeah, so like started with 50 and then like those 50 moved in like a month. And then I went up to 100 and then those 100 moved and then 200 and I kept doubling, doubling and doubling. And and then and then yeah 50 in a month is pretty good that's that's more than one a day yeah no it was it was pretty interesting especially because like this was all organic uh 
it was all organic growth, all organic traffic. Actually, the entire first year of sales, like the all the first twelve months, like I didn't put a a dollar into ad spend. Um, so it was like all just relying on like my social media following that I was like you know actively building both on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok was like the primary mover. Instagram was like you're obviously gonna have an Instagram as like your your home base, but like TikTok was all the. I mean, it still is, but like especially then it was like all the rage, and. Uh, yeah, like TikTok, and it was funny because like I was also like, it was, it was a baby at that point, right? It was like, I mean, even still now, sixteen months is not like a ton of time, but like then we're talking about the first like four six months of the business. I have a lot of time to put towards like these TikToks. So like I was like much more active on TikTok now. Like I've been stretched so thin on other aspects of the like really like businessifying it, right? Because like the first kind of eight months, twelve months before it was like more substantial than it was now it was like you know i'd make a couple tiktoks i'd get a couple sales i'd fulfill those orders like one tiktok would go off there would be more sales but it was like still like that and now it's like much more steady where like my time and efforts are being pulled in like the wrong directions which is largely like because i'm still really involved in the in the um in the in the manufacturing like i'm still sanding these things i'm still oiling these things i'm still engraving it I actually like i live right by westmount mm -hmm. so i recruited like a fleet of like four high school kids okay. that come over and help me oil these things because like i was just i couldn't keep up and uh so the next big steps, which I'm trying to do like Q1, Q2 is outsource manufacturing and then outsource fulfillment so that I could just like focus on growth right. because I've just been pulled in like all the wrong directions and it's like stifling the growth of the business. Yeah. Cause like we've spoken about, uh, I've spoken about this in the podcast too, is, is like any business, most business, even back to real estate, you start with something, you start with that base, building your social media whatever and then you get super busy and it's like a roller coaster right it goes up yeah. right you do super well you do the, your tiktoks boom your business goes up here mm -hmm. and once it gets up here you start to you know plateau yeah and the reason you're plateauing is because these things like social media that you were doing before on a constant basis you're not doing anymore no. right so you gotta i guess find the balance to go back to here's what got me to the peak mm -hmm. and i need to go back to my roots start doing those basic things again and that's what's going to bring me back to bring my sales up but it's you know like you said finding that time to do all of that it's probably so difficult because you know you had or you still you have a huge social media following so how did you how did you start because you know every business starts at zero followers mm -hmm. and you've grown to you know what like 16,000 on on Instagram and you probably have what a couple hundred of thousands on no on no TikTok? it's 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 not a couple hundred thousand it's been so tough on like tiktok's been it's so frustrating because there's some people that uh i mean like all to their credit for sure like there's way more than meets the eye always in these things but like there's kind of like this fallacy around like it's easy it it is easier to get to accumulate followers on TikTok, but I think as of recent, it's been more difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, like I've just noticed myself, like my growth rate on TikTok has certainly plateaued. Uh, I think a little bit because of output, but a little bit because like the algorithm's always changing and there's like, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of new accounts, new creators a day, millions of pieces of content a day. Like it's just like the saturation is so out of control right now. That's really, really difficult to get seen. Um, 
But yeah, I have like 40,000 on TikTok okay. and like 16 and a half on Instagram, which like, look, like I'm obviously proud of, I mean, if I, if like TikTok or social media was like 90% of my focus, then I would like, I would hope to expand on those numbers, which is what I'm trying to get back to. Um, but yeah. Um, 40,000 is a lot though. Yeah. It was, like, it's, you think it's about solid. That, like, like it. it for sure. It's a right. like in isolation, a ton of people. Yeah. A it's ton like, of people. You know, it's like you go to the Rogers Center for for a Blue Jays game. Yeah. For like a normal Blue Jays and it's basically the same amount of people. Yeah. Right? And if you think about it in that standpoint, even a hundred followers. Right? Yeah, it's a lot of people. You get a hundred people in a room and you talk to a hundred people. That's a lot. It's right? a ton. But 40,000, I guess it's, it's harder too because you don't know where you're, uh, where the niche is coming from, right? If these are people around the world. But I guess you ship, you ship worldwide. Yeah, so uh, we do ship worldwide. Uh, we've had a couple interesting. We've got South Korea, actually. We had one there. We got Singapore, a bunch of Australia, New Zealand. I got one to Hawaii or like maybe two to Hawaii. I've done like the Yukon um, and like pretty much every U.S. state and Canadian province territory kind of thing. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, some interesting locations. Oh, we did Italy. Um, uh there was also another one. I think I did. I did Paris. Um, yeah, during Q four, there was a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of interesting locations. But um, yeah, like in a vacuum, and like not to appear ungrateful, like forty thousand followers is a fuck ton of people, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Uh, in reference to like how other businesses TikTok accounts stack up, you know, I'm I'm not much to write home about, but you know. We're trying. Yeah. Let's no, go. We've got a long road ahead. The whole point is that you're trying. Right? Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, it's it's not, it, it, it goes in tandem with like, you know, I, the content output has died off as of recent, as I mentioned, like in just in light of being pulled in all of these different directions, like Q4 was just wild. Um, and reason being is um, there was a, a video that I put out that was like, so also like TikTok is con- like had the come up on on trends, right? Like it was all based on trends, which was nice because it kind of informs the type of content you should be making and can be making, which is great because like, you know, that's that's the whole difficulty difficulty, right? It's like coming up with these ideas, right? And like because it's so niche, uh I can't necessarily do all the trends or like if I'm going to do an original idea like how diverse could i really go with something like this exactly so tiktok's great because like it just tells you what type of stuff to do um but i think like tiktok as a whole is kind of segueing away from that so now you have to like really tap into your creativity but also say is that like i'll still jump on like a trend that i think is like worth participating in because as cliche as this is you really just never know like I remember I did a video, like a 20, it was a 2021 year review. It was December 31st at like three in the afternoon. And I was like, oh fuck, like I fully forgot to do this trend. Let me jump on it. I spent like two hours like cutting together this video. Um, and it was just like a montage, you know, like quick cuts. And I just like picked like my 15 favorite clips, like half a second each and just like cut it to the music. Didn't think a thing of it. It could have gotten like 1500 views and i would be like yeah i i could i understand why it got like 2.2 million that's crazy it's like what the like 
it's such a weird, so it's weird, insane. It's so insane. And like, and then, so I did the same thing this year, which was uh, instead of like the 2021 year in review, it's like my first year in business year in review. Okay. And it was, again, it was like a, uh, a, it was a song coming out, uh, that was like a review type song. And is it like the, here's your 2022? No. So I did do that one and that okay, one tanked. Okay. That one tanked. Anyways. So, so I put it out and on TikTok it did like decent. I think it was like. I think now it's at 60,000, but at first it was like 40,000 or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm like pretty happy with that. And then, you know, obviously like I, everything, oh, I haven't, but I'm trying to be more conscious of every, every TikTok I post, I then oh, upload it to reels. Yeah. And, uh, so I uploaded it to reels and again, it also did like 40 ish thousand. And then like a few weeks later, it like climbed to 80. And I was like, I'm down. Like, I like that. After? This is like weeks after? Yeah, it's like weeks after. And then the the following like three weeks after it hit 80, it went like, it went up like 200K views a day for like three or yeah, for like uh, like week after week after week or something like that. And then it, it got hit like 600,000 and then a, and then like plateaued and then like a million, then a plateaued and then like one and a half and a plateaued. And then, like, in all of those spikes, like, the sales are rolling in. And uh, um, eventually it peaked out at, like, 3 million. And it was, like, right – it peaked out, like, right before Black Friday. So I think, like, people anticipated there to be some sort of Black Friday deal or sale. And they, like, back-pocketed it until Black Friday hit. And, like, I got – snowed on black friday that's great yeah it was insane it's just like the stars line so well like yeah i'm running ads and stuff like very minimally but i like it it's no secret that all of that traffic came from that one video of course yeah and um and like and then that's kind of spilled into christmas and like there was just so much hype surrounding the 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 website and the brand and what's interesting is too it's not like uh it's not like i got like so many people to the site that did like conversion rate was or or, or website traffic like sales were high relative to website traffic meaning meaning that like people came to the site with intent to buy it wasn't like people saw it and then jumped off yeah like like they'll go on for two minutes they'll make a sale yeah but like sometimes you'll get like you know like i'm trying to think of what would make sense Let's say, oh, I don't even really know these numbers, but let's say like, you know, like a thousand people come onto the site and then you'll get like 15 purchases, but it was like, it was like a hundred people would come onto the site, but almost all of them would buy, right? Like, so the intent was so high and then, uh, you know, that just like cleared me, like pretty much cleared out the inventory and then I had to scramble and like. I was fulfilling orders like straight for like four weeks, five weeks and didn't put out like a single piece of content uh, from like Cyber Monday all the way to like Christmas, which is like a month. Yeah, it's like a month straight of just fulfilling. Like I was in my basement literally 14 hours a day just packing these things up, getting them out the door, Um, which is amazing. It was like an unbelievable moment, like a really high like inflection moment for the business. Like, wow, look at at what it's kind of become. But like the flip side of that obviously is like, Imagine I had these systems in place that could fulfill these orders and then I could like double, triple, quadruple down on this virality, right? And yeah, work on your business, but also still be making money selling these boards too, right? Yeah, like, like you know, I had this one video that I was relying on, but imagine like I had those 14 hours to just like 
you know, double down on that video, make other content, you know, like other, all that other stuff. So it was like one of those like bittersweet moments, definitely, definitely sweet moment, yeah. but like, it just makes you realize you're like, I'm just getting pulled in all the wrong directions. So once Q4 wrapped, now we're like in the beginning Q1, Q2, like now I'm trying to like really bake out the process uh, so that I could just like focus on those like true growth initiatives. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it's really difficult for you because you run this business by yourself. You're the only person running this business. So yeah. how do you, how do you do it? How do you cope with that? Because I'm sure, you know, you have the highs and the lows of like, you know, I'm, I'm really busy. Maybe I need somebody, but then you have the other times where it's like, maybe I don't need someone because you're on a downtime. Like, how do you deal with, I guess, running a business by yourself? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I know like we started talking about this before a little bit, but, um, the most difficult part it is not from like, I mean, it is certainly from an operation perspective because like you only have two hands and you only have 24 hours in the day and it's all of that is, is very true and real. But I think mostly it's just like the, uh, the psychological warfare of it. Uh, like it's very isolating, you know, you're by yourself just trying to make sense of like your next step. Um, and yeah, it's very difficult. Like, you know, it's my first go at it. No business experience to lean on to, um, rely on anything like that. Luckily, like I have sort of recruited some good like friends and, and like mentors and people like relatively in my network, uh, to lean on, uh, to help with some of those like key business decisions. But, you know, even aside from the business decisions, it's just like the stimulation of, of, speaking and engaging with someone like uh you know like i'll i'll have a call with someone it's not like a life or death call like hey like we have these three ad agencies we're talking about like let's make a let's make a move on one it's more just like just like talking for the sake of talking and engaging with people because like, we're not solitary people we're not solitary beings right like meant to be in company uh and so that is for sure the most difficult part. But like I said, like I got put in touch with like a consultant who's like more of a mentor type right. figure. And like we have biweekly calls and it's just so good to just like share with, just have that sense of othership. Like it's, it's almost like a therapist, but it's actually like therapy. Yeah. It's so nice. Like just having the opportunity, like blow smoke event, uh, like for sure. He, he advises me on like actual business things, but a lot of it is just like, the human aspect of just engaging with someone uh, and just like having, again, that sense of othership. So like I've recruited like a few people in my corner, but yes, like the day-to-day -day is certainly mostly independent and isolating and it like it, it definitely wears on you. Yeah, because I'm sure when you started, you had no idea what to do because you've never started a business before. You're taking that leap. You're going like, you know, hey, I want to I wanna do this. This is a business I want to do. And I'm sure there's a point where you're like, I'm 100% in. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then how did you sort of figure out how to run a business? Because there are a lot of people out there who are listening who may want to start their own business and mm -hmm. don't have the courage to step up and do it. So what what would you say is, is advice, some my, advice? Yeah, my sound someone. advice. Um, yeah, so it's I would say, truthfully, it's nothing new. Um it, it is it is as simple as just starting it really is like it's the same with like pretty much anything else uh you know like you hear like all these like you know like the gear kind of like the gary v mantra of like just start um and i mean mind you i'm sure that's that wasn't his 
adoption either, but like everyone kind of credits like most you of the shit these yeah, days to yeah. Gary V. Um, but yeah, it is just starting. Like it, it's really as simple as that. Um, I wish I had more to, to say, but it is literally just starting because the sooner you start, like the sooner you refine. Right. And then I think a lot of people too, like myself included, like it's, it's the impatience is what gets to them. Like they kind of have this expectation of like getting it right off the hop, which won't happen. Um, so as long as you have, and it's, a lot of it's mindset too. Like as long as you're self-aware that, or like, you know, just aware at all that, you know, this thing is going to be a grind. It's a long road ahead and, and, um, you know, things are going to hit the fan. Um, but like, of course you will have your, the moments worth celebrating and the moments that make everything worth it. Um, that's very true as well. But yeah, it's literally just starting because the sooner you refine, like uh, the sooner you start, the sooner you refine and everyone's just like constantly trying to refine. Um, like I made like a very like LinkedIn type post, like after my one year, just like, just noting like some milestones of the business. And like, I think I ended off by saying like, if you ever were considering starting, like just start now. Cause like, you'll thank yourself 10 years later when like you have the, the next iteration of what you started 10 years ago. And like, I think like this whole pursuit has been like a huge check mark, right? Like I could have still been sitting on those at that initial batch of 50 and all the shit I've learned along the way. Like I'm, you know, I'm praying that I can and hoping I can parlay all this experience into like the next thing. Cause I don't think this will be what I do for the rest of my life, nor do I think I should, it should be. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, uh, I ended off by saying like, you know, if you ever want to start, something do it now because in 10 years you'll thank yourself for whatever it leads into and yeah, i'm like just excited of like what's to come and just like leveraging this into the next thing that might come my way yeah because there are so many times where people go oh you know like such a good idea i wish i did that five years ago or like i wish i did that 10 yeah. years ago and and it gets to that point and you know it's, i don't want to say it's too late but they have it in the back of their head like oh i could have done this 10 years ago and then they don't do it mm -hmm. then yeah. Right. So it, there's always a point where you have to start, you got to do it. And then the business is going to, and just trusting yourself, I guess, too, is, is the hardest part about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it is just starting. That's like, honestly, like just plain and simple. That's, that's like, I think the most sound advice I can offer is like, just start and then you'll, you'll figure it out. And if shit, and if, if shit goes south, then that's fine. Um, at least you, you just, tried. At least you tried yeah. and just like take everything you learn and just apply it to the next thing. Yeah. So is that what also keeps you motivated? Because now that you've done this for a year, I'm sure the, the motivation was, you didn't, I, I'm sure you had motivation when you started, mm -hmm. but after it kicked off, you know, you're kind of like, okay, like, you know, a couple of sales are coming in and, and you get on that high, mm -hmm. but now that you've been doing it for a year and it's succeeded, what, what keeps you motivated during the day or day to day? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think like I, so I'll answer it in two ways. Like I think I have like a high expectation of myself and like what I can achieve. Um, so I think like, you know, I think it's like, it's like kind of like a Michael Jordan mindset where it's like, uh, certainly not comparing myself to Michael Jordan. I'm just saying like, he, he's like, he has, he has the highest expectation of himself, right? Like he's had to, some inspirational and profound quote, I forget what it is, but it's more of just like he demands the most of himself over what his teammates would demand. 
So like he'll never fall short of that kind of thing. So like I just like I think I have a high expectation of myself and like I won't I try not to let myself down. I think that's part of it. And aside from that, like, you know, I've, you know, built this business that I'm now obligated to kind of feels like it's my responsibility to, you know, keep at it. And like, yeah, I can I can fuck off anytime I want, uh, you know. And, uh, but it just like, I kind of see this business as just like something that it's my responsibility and I'm just going to try and grow it as best as I can. And, uh, but yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like it's tough. Like I certainly have my days where I'm like, today's not it. And like, you know, all of those, all the other things that I, you know, fill myself with like, or fill my schedule with like, you know, I play basketball like as often as I can right now. It's like three times a week. Um, just to like separate myself and, um, other, other things in this, in the creator space. So like, what's interesting is, um, I put out a video, uh, what was it? I put out a video and, and directs Canada comment on it, like target audience reached. And I thought that, and they had like the blue check and I thought like that was, it was on TikTok. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I'm like, okay, let me see if I can like double down on this. So then I, my sister's friend, um, works for or is friends with somebody who like worked at directs and she like i just uploaded to instagram i'm like this is like a cool moment whatever and she's like oh like i know the people at directs like do you want me to put you in touch like for any sort of like do you want to maybe talk to them i was like yeah 100 percent. long story short it wasn't someone at directs but it was someone at ky lube okay. um and there's like it's like it's like brother and sister company or like they have the same parent company or one of those kind of situations and i got in touch with them i was like look like i have a following of like forty thousand on TikTok, like this many on Instagram, like what about like some sort of like three part series where I somehow involve like KY lube and like my boards and like, I'll do like a three part series video. And she's like, okay, like not, not a bad idea. Like, let me hear like your three videos ideas. And like, we'll see if like the team goes for it. So like I sat down and came up with some ideas. Mind you, it was kind of a difficult bridge to gap, like lube and like a cheese board. Yeah, but still it's it's coming up with the concepts and coming up with the ideas. But going back to it, it's, it's you reaching out and finding those people, right? It's, it's you yeah. and attacking those brands and saying, hey, listen, I think this could be, a, even if you don't have an idea, yeah. this is an idea that I think would be good. For sure. Let's see if we can collaborate. Because if you didn't do that, nothing would have come of it. So yeah. So yeah, so I and like I think like that's maybe like my my like sales background is like I'm I'm okay being on the offense and like trying to get in touch with these people and like being hungry for those opportunities. So um anyways, uh I sent like three videos and like they got approved with like f- some iterations and then I and then they sent me the lube and I made the videos and what was cool is like usually when um you know, you do like brand deals, it's brand to like creator right and you're like leveraging the creator's following uh which is very much the same situation you're still leveraging my following but this was brand to brand brand to brand yeah which i thought was a kind of like a cool arrangement to have uh to have done so i'm like oh, that's kind of a cool moment and like you know like I, I charged them for the video like it was like it was all of that it was like very cool and then the on the flip side is like the ugc stuff so it's like not so much a company that's leveraging your following more so like leveraging you and your ability to create so like there's this company called other ship have you heard of other ship i don't think so they're like they're they're making a big splash right now it's like it's like a mindfulness guided uh sauna into like a cold plunge 
type okay. facility. And it's like, it's like guided meditation in the sauna. Um, and then they like throw you right into like a, a cold plunge and like, there's all these health, health benefits, both, pardon me, physical and mental. Yeah. And all that's that what they like Finland and Sweden, Norway, yeah. all those. Yeah. yeah. The Scandinavian folk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, I had a buddy that like knew like the social media manager there or whatever and put me in touch. And initially they wanted me to, to do like a TikTok crash course for like their, their staff who they call guides. Um, and just like, you know, they're trying to develop a following just like the rest of us. And that was like the initial pitch. And then like, you know, I spoke with her and I gave her the pitch and like, I'm like, this is what I'll talk about. And she's like, okay, like, that's great. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, we also just need UGC. Would you be open to making some videos? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, this is, this is the whole thing. This is everything I mean in terms of like parlaying what I, uh, all my experience and kind of everything I developed under my belt thus far into the next thing. Right. Uh, something like I, I guess I didn't really mention is like content has always been like the motivation towards like the brand. Like when for I, you, yeah. Yeah. For me personally, like when I came up with the idea, I'm like, oh, think about all the hilarious content I can make around this product. So content has very much been like the driving force of the brand and like what I'm trying to aspire to personally. So when this opportunity came, we're just like, we need someone for content. I was like, yeah, for sure. So now I've done, like, we're in the middle of a two month contract, like a trial contract where like I produce three pieces of content for them a month and, uh, they throw it up on their TikTok page. And like two of my videos are like published now. So it's cool. Like, it's just like, just saying yes to like the next thing that comes your way. Um, and aside from that, like the, one of the other good aspects that that provides is like just it lets you be removed from the business right now right because like this is as it should be it's like all day every day all consuming it's like always top of mind and to be able to separate from that is so nice is so so nice like yeah, it's just sure. it becomes it's like you can't see the forest through the trees like i'm just like so in it that it's sometimes hard like stepping back is you know will propel you that many steps forward yeah because you're, you're having fun with it right like you don't you don't worry about what the business is. You just go back and you're having fun creating content. Yeah. And it's helping your business totally at the same time. Cause it's just like, it just like resets you. Like there's so much to say about like mindset and, and like frame of mind and like, just like attitude. And like, if, you know, I remember like giving myself the morning to produce all this stuff for other ship. And then I came back and I was felt so refreshed. I was like, okay, let's get after it. Versus if I just like woke up, cracked over my laptop and be like, okay, like what the fuck do I need to do today? Like, cause that's how a lot of days start. It's just like doing the next thing and there's not like a sense of direction or a sense of strategy. You're just like, you're kind of like being a task rabbit a lot of the time, right? Like, you know, I set out to do something. I'm like, oh, fuck this email. Oh, now I got to do this delivery. Oh, now this customer's like, where's my order? Like, it's all of that. Yeah, there's right? a so, lot of plan. It's, it's hard to plan your day. So hard to plan. Yeah. yeah and so I, I have to, to deal with the same thing. Like as a realtor, I, you know, I'll, I'll go and, and I have to plan my day. Like I'll plan days, weeks in advance. And even, you know, starting out, I have no idea what to do half the day. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you go and you start planning and like, you know, like yesterday, for example, I had a whole bunch of things that I did, you know, sending out offers, checking up on clients. And it like the day went by almost faster because I was able to plan it ahead and like have that idea of, you know, this is what I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. And it, it went by so quickly. But it's having that something planned. I feel like if you wake up, you don't have a plan for your day. It goes by so slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is a, honestly a lot of what I do. But it's also just because like I have to be kind of fluid. Um, just cause like shit does bubble up and like, if I do plan, 
and then I don't stick to it, it's almost worse than like just fielding the shit as it comes in. But you know, I, I honestly think like, uh, like once I can outsource a lot of the shit, uh, that being like manufacturing fulfillment, I'll just be able to like have way more, uh, I'll just be able to be much more deliberate with my time and my days. So that's what I'm like really looking forward to. And, um, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, we're actually, uh, just about at the end. So I'm going to leave you with, uh, with one more question. Yeah. And it's just what's next for cockoodery boards. And I guess where can we find you as well? Uh, online. Yeah. So website, www.cockooteryboards.com. I know. How did I get that domain? Somehow it's up for grabs. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's like the, that's the main hub. Uh, and I mean like Etsy, I'm on Etsy as well. I'm like thinking about an Amazon store and then to answer your question, like what's next? Like, I mean, recently I I launched like the booby board, um, there's like so many different product expansions that I'm entertaining. Uh, and I really, really like that aspect of the business. Like there's like a bunch of stuff that I'm flirting with now. Uh, but again, spread so thin. Uh, but I think like there's, there's just like a whole whack of products that I'd like to add to the store. Um, um, and then like, again, just finding like manufacturing, uh, finding like a, a 3PL, uh, like third-party logistics warehouse that can store the boards and like p- pick, pack, fulfill as the order comes in, because uh, you know, in like a hot, like in a in a very good like month or whatever, like I, that's kind of all my time. It's overwhelming for it's you. So yeah. overwhelming. So yeah, that's what's next. I'm I uh, just some like just to just to bolster a few things. Like the website's good, but it could be better. The email marketing is pretty sad but i and so i can be doing better uh you know just just trying to develop all aspects and just kind of keep pushing the ball forward so all right that's good so that's what's next yeah, yeah thanks uh, again no thanks sorry for coming on that was a great uh great conversation it was nice you know getting to learn a little bit about your company and how you brought it from zero to what it is now and i hope that you know in the future we can see it grow even more so thanks buddy yeah it was a pleasure to be here uh and uh, thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, no, of course, of yeah. course. It's a. Uh, I'm always thinking about cocks and and boobies. There you go. So, this is you know, this is why I'm here. It's great. Exactly. This is why I'm here. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, and uh, I guess we'll see everyone next week. See you next week. I won't be here. No. <laughs>